Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Summer in the Psalms podcast. I'm Cody Rogers. I'm Regan Erickson. I'm Hannah Erickson. And this podcast is all about uh, what the college ministry here at Quorum Deo has been going over for the entire summer, the Psalms. Uh, we have dived into specific topics found in the Psalms, questions that come from reading the Psalms. And uh, we have just a couple more weeks left. So we actually have two weeks left, right? Ooh. Just two weeks left of this podcast. Um, and before we dive into what we have for us today, I've got some uh, important announcements, major ones that affect uh, not only what you're listening to, but also us getting back together. So uh, Hannah, you might have to remind me of some of the stuff we decided if I forget. But um, first things first, we are going to officially kick off the college ministry again on August 26th. So if you're listening and you're looking for community, um, and you want a chance to be in the word with one another and to worship with one another, um, that's your time, August 26th, uh, be on the lookout. We might be sending out an invite to all of you in the group me to join us August 19th. Um, so if you're listening and you're not in the group me and you want to be invited to that, then also make sure that you reach out to us. Um, so that's August 26th. We're going to be in the Gospel of Luke. We're going to spend our time in the first 12 chapters. We'll hit that throughout the entire fall semester until Christmas. And uh, what else am I forgetting? How, how could they reach you? Oh, yeah. Or you us. Could, you could reach uh, me at CodyR at cdbible.org, or you can just go to our website, quorumdeobible.church slash college, and you'll find ways to contact us on that as well. Um, or if you see us in person, you can always find one of the leaders and, and talk as well for our events. Um, speaking of our events, we do have a River Bandits game coming up in a couple Saturdays. More info on that on our website and in the group me soon. And am I missing anything else? I don't think so. Okay. So then just a minute about this podcast. In two weeks, this podcast is going to be over. And the channel that you're listening to right now will go back to just being dedicated to the Thursday night messages. Um, however, we will be starting a new podcast in which we get together again. And we will be, uh, we will be calling it Centered, Committed, and Confident, which is... Uh, really, well, I guess centered, committed, confident, no and, okay? Yeah, no so and. Centered, committed, <laughs> confident, and it will be a podcast dedicated to talking and discussing about topics that relate to those three things, whether it's centering your life on Christ, committing yourself to discipleship, or becoming more confident in the Word of God. Uh, we actually haven't talked about how often that's going to come out, have we? So nope. every week or every other week, something like that. All right, it's been three minutes. We haven't dived into the episode so we might as well. Regent, what are we talking about today? We're talking about prayer. Um, the overarching question we're answering is, how do I or how do we pray psalms? Um, so a little bit of a roadmap. We're talking about prayer today and just for so you know for next week, we're going to be talking about why we pray, um, kind of asking that question with a, a few nuances to it. But today we're focusing on actually doing it, like why pray psalms and how do we pray psalms? Um, so it's going to look a little bit different than what we've done in the past few weeks. Uh, we're actually going to try and go through a couple Psalms and give some ideas on things you could be praying about with it. In addition to talking about this type of stuff, as well as actually pray a Psalm. So let's just start it off. Um, why should we pray Psalms or should we? Hannah, you go first. 
Um, yes, I think we should. I think part of that is just that these were originally written, many of them as prayers. And so if they were written as a prayer, it makes sense to also pray them. Did it to be done? I mean, you think about it when we talked about like with worship, in in a sense, worship is prayer. You know, we put it to music, but that's still, you know, it's not about the music. We don't have that recorded here. We have the words, which is part of praying. Yep. I was sorry. I was just pulling up, <laughs> um, just making sure I read it right. But it just reminds me, Second Timothy three sixteen. All scriptures God breathed is useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, and training in righteousness. And I feel like, for me. Um, part of my training in righteousness is growing in prayer and scripture can be used in that training of righteousness. And so another reason I'd throw on top of the pile is uh, because it is going to train you up in your righteousness when you align your heart with the word of God by praying the word of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Ephesians five verse 19 says something similar where it says like Paul is speaking to the church and says that they should speak to one another in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Um, and he's re- specifically referencing the Psalms there. Yeah. It builds community in that sense as well. A common language is an amazing thing when it comes to the people of God to uh, be able to have a, a central set of words to pray. I think it's a reason why when Jesus taught us to pray, he gave us this outline and mm-hmm. many of us say the Lord's prayer the same way together. Um, so in, in a way the Psalms also add to that having certain things that bring us together to pray specifically. One thing that I found really uh, interesting in relation to the Lord's Prayer, somebody, I, I was in an article, I don't know who said it, but they're like, in many ways, the Psalms are the expanded version of the Lord's Prayer, or we might also say that the Lord's Prayer is the condensed version of Psalms. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Not not necessarily saying that. that, you know, Jesus took the Lord's prayer from the Psalms, but like what you find in the Lord's prayer is found throughout all the Psalms. Oh yeah. Sort of like when, when Jesus summarizes the commandments, yeah. um, he's boiling them down to their essence. And, and what you're saying is the Psalms are the constant, like taking the concentrate, which is uh, the Lord's prayer and expanding upon each one yep. of those things. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Neither had I. It, I don't know. It's kind of cool. I think the language of the Psalms also makes it the easiest part of Scripture to pray. Like like Cody was talking about, like all of Scripture is useful for prayer and to grow in your prayer life. But because of the way that the Psalms were originally made, I think it has the easiest flow of thought um, to lead us in prayer. Yeah, you can can pray through any Scripture. Mm -hmm. You can open up the Book of Romans, and you can pray based on what you're reading. But yeah. you don't typically pray it word for word. Uh, you know, like you're not reading Paul's words word for word as the prayer itself. You're, you're drawing the themes out of it, which is a way to do it. But Psalms, you can literally quote as the prayer itself mm-hmm. um, because it is directed towards God, not just like towards God's people all the time mm-hmm. or, or, you know, Paul's writing to a very specific group of people yeah. in his letters. So. Um, it, it's easy in that sense too. It's directed towards God a good chunk of the time in yeah. the Psalms. And it, you, I, I don't know that I know of narrative in the Psalms. There might be some, but like, it's not a story. 
it's set aside as like a, a song or a prayer. And yeah. so it flows a little bit easier f- from that respect. Yeah. The only narrative you get is like storytelling, like, um, or like the prophecy parts where it's like, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. encompassed by this, or I'm surrounded by this. Like technically that's sort of a yeah, allusion to a story, but it's not mm-hmm. in its sense, a narrative genre. Yeah. yeah. Good. So that's why now, how, how do you actually pray a Psalm? We've talked about it a lot, but like, mm. yeah, these are words that we could use in prayer, but what does that mean? Any thoughts before we jump into actually reading through a psalm? Well, uh, I mentioned how you can pray scripture itself. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd say the, the first way I go about it is typically, um, well, maybe not the first way I go about it, but, but I think the way that could be um, really edifying to to people is to memorize the psalm itself. I think I mentioned on a previous podcast, Psalm 51 was the first scripture I memorized, um, and I read that out loud as a prayer to the Lord, as a, a prayer of repentance and confession. Um, and I, I think you can do it that word for word, memorized, or even just read aloud to the Lord as if you are the one writing it, mm-hmm. um, is a way you can pray the psalms. Yeah, I think another way, Cody kind of mentioned it earlier, but to pull out the themes of what is being talked about or kind of summarizing the concepts concepts that are mentioned. So as you're reading, um, seeing what comes to mind as you are reflecting on the Psalms. And um, like I know that sometimes I'll take my prayer list of people I want to pray for and I'll use Psalms to help guide me in prayers for them. So I'm not just praying the same thing over and over, which is fine. Like you can do that. But in order to not, for my own heart to not grow monotonous, it's helpful for me to use a psalm to help guide the way that I'm praying for other people or for situations around the world as well. Yeah, and also using it as the outline for an open prayer. Yep. You know, I, I know I want to spend time in prayer. I don't have a specific group or list that I'm praying for in that moment. So I open up the psalms and I read through and I pray the what comes to mind based on that specific line, yeah. you know? So it's not necessarily praying over um, somebody I'm discipling or somebody that's in, uh, you know, some kind of distress specifically, although they might come to my mind in that moment. Mm-hmm. It is taking the psalm and using that as the launch pad for whatever yep. may come into my mind as to who I'm praying for or what I'm praying about. That's honestly, that's the way I do it quite a bit of the time whenever I do it. And a great resource for this, if you uh, like reading, there's a book called Praying the Bible by Donald S. Whitney, who really outlines, I think, that type of approach really well. It's a short book. It's an easy book. So if you're looking for something like that, I would highly recommend that book. It was awesome for me when I read it. I think, isn't, sorry, you got me a little sidetracked there, but... um... That so that book you can you say it one more time? Praying the Bible, by Donald S. Whitney. Okay, yeah, and um, he also wrote the Spiritual Disciplines of the Christian Life. Um, oh, so if you guys if we're yeah. going on a Donald Whitney kick, that would be another one. If you're buying also a couple a books, one. buy that one as well. Yeah, um, and he's wrote uh, Family Worship. I've also read, which is really good. Um, so there, there's some some top ones there if you're just looking for for somebody uh, somebody to read and, and he's also just I always want to make sure you guys know that they're they're trustworthy authors that we're casting out to you. Um, I believe he's on staff or was on the faculty of Southern Seminary, Southern Baptist Seminary. So sounds right. Yeah. So um, that that's his credentials alone should should be good for people that 
you know, at least stand within our uh, our theology and doctrine and culture <laughs> yeah. of the church. So, yeah, and I think like with like that method of praying for Psalms, kind of the open one. I think why that's so helpful, at least for me. Sometimes I am about to spend some time in the Word, and I want to open in prayer, but I just don't have the words to speak. Like I feel like my heart and mind aren't centered yet. And go to a psalm, like one of worship, and just to spend time um, using the words of that psalm to worship God and to praise Him before I approach Scripture or um, to help just stir affection in my heart uh, before diving into the Word has been so helpful for me because I often either just pray the same thing every single day, which again isn't a bad thing, um, but in order to not just get in a rut, using the psalms has been such a good way to help flavor, I guess, my prayer life. Yeah, and and going back to uh, why we should pray the Psalms, um, just what Hannah was saying reminded me of the fact that because it's approachable for a group of people that may not be familiar with one another. Let's say you're you're just starting out as a small group or a discipleship group um, or a group of friends that are starting to meet. You want to spend time in prayer with one another. It is a lot more approachable and accessible to say, hey, we're going to get together and we're going to pray through Psalm 1 rather than saying we're just going to spend 15 minutes in prayer. Um, it, it allows people that might be hesitant or nervous or need to grow in their prayer life because they're just not comfortable with it yet. It allows them a way to easily approach it and to feel like there's and not something to hide behind, but definitely something that's, that starts the fire. It you gives know? you a guide. That's like yeah. what I find helpful doing it is I get distracted. I'll like start praying and then I get to thinking about something that's coming up in my day or something like that. But when you have a psalm, you get through verse one or two. And then when you start getting distracted, you can read verse three and it brings you back. Um, and I find that really helpful as well. Any other thoughts? I don't think so. Okay, let's dive in and actually just read through a psalm and just talk about it. So I was thinking, let's just turn to Psalm 61. Um, there's no real reason I chose this psalm, fun fact. Um, I was just turned to it, and so I was like, let's do it. And so what, what we're going to do for this section right here is just read a few verses at a time and then just kind of talk about topics or things that we would think about praying about it if we were praying through this psalm ourselves just to kind of give an opportunity to bounce ideas off of um, each other and just to hear how that's coming out uh, in our own lives. Yeah, and this is a good one too, because we went through this psalm. Must have been why it sounded familiar. Didn't yeah, it? <laughs> we went through this psalm this summer, um, just, a, just a few weeks back. So it'll be nice for us to, especially if you've been in our, our groups, it'll be nice for you to see how the psalm that we spent time studying can also be turned into a moment of, of prayer as well. Yeah. Well, I was going to start, I'll read a couple of verses and then let's talk about it. So, Psalm 61 verse 1 starts off saying, Hear my cry, O God, listen to my prayer. At the end of the earth I call to you when my heart, heart is faint. Let's just start there. What are some things that come to mind if you're, in a, if you're taking this before the Lord? Keywords. I always, what keywords stick out to me? Um, and do I have a previous knowledge what they mean or... Um, do they stir something in my heart? And I might pray that specifically, like those keywords. So for me, when my heart is faint, sticks out the most to me um, because we spent some time, I remember in my group, talking about what it meant for your heart to be faint. And so I might just launch pad right off those keywords for me and talk about anybody whose heart might be faint or Lord, mine is, and so help me, da 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 like that. Yeah. When I read this, I think of... Uh 
I should know this. Whenever it talks about like the veil being torn, and so we have access and can come before the Lord with confidence, mm-hmm. and just thinking about um, like hearing my cry of oh God, and listening to my prayer, and just the access that we have now to God um, in prayer because of what Christ did on the cross. And so I think that I would start just by thanking God for that and for worshiping Him for the way that He has given us access to have a conversation with the creator of the universe. Yeah, so tying in other scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I, I see like from the end of the earth, I called to you and that makes me think about like the low times if I'm just struggling with something, I feel further away. Crying um, out to the, to the Lord and like thankful that I have the opportunity to cry out to him, that he's somebody I can cry out to um, from this far away, however far away yeah. that feels to me. Want to take the next couple of verses, Hannah? Mm-hmm. Start at hardest faint. Right? Are you stop there? Yep. Lead me to okay. the rock. Okay. So in the middle of verse two, it says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. Let me dwell in your tent forever. Let me take refuge under the shelter of your wings. First thing I think of is a uh, personal testimony. Um, you know, what stuck out to me is for you have been my refuge. And so I might be praying um, times that the Lord has been my refuge and and mm. saying thank you for that or reminding myself of them and giving God the glory for it. Things like that. Yeah, for sure. I, I do that as well. Like refuge really brings me back to some just personal struggles I've had over the last year. Um, just several different things that I've had to work through. Now, <clears throat> always repeatedly, he's been my refuge or the most firm refuge that I could put my hope into. Yeah. And I think with that, I think it can also lead us to repentance because we often seek refuge um, in other places that aren't God. And those places aren't a true refuge and they aren't the same safety and shelter that the Lord provides. And I think it also leads to repentance for seeking things that aren't him. And like one other thing that comes to mind, the shelter of his wings. And I think of an Eagle with that for just, for whatever reason, and mm. eagle's a very powerful bird, um, and so I think it's fitting um, to give to imagine the Lord as an eagle personally. It's so American of you. It you is. Yeah, so <laughs> I've always loved eagles, though. Uh, but like, if you're under the shelter of the wings, I, I I envision myself under the shadow of this bird flying, and that's a moving bird. And so, for whatever reason, that's making me think of like my life moving forward. Um, like particularly right now we're in a season of waiting and I, I'm, it feels hard for me to wait, but I'm thinking about the Lord moving things forward, even mm-hmm. though, you know, and it's cause I'm still under his shelter and my life's moving forward, even if I don't notice it, um, under his, under his care. Yeah, that's a good point to note that we're all going to think slightly different things as we read the scripture. And, uh, you know, when it comes to like maybe finding an ultimate, or the, the true uh, truth behind it. You know, we have to discern, all right, what is it actually talking about? But when it comes to prayer and you're reading through it, it's totally okay to, yeah. like Regent thinks of that and thinks a, a bird that's yeah. that's flying and you're under it. Um, and so you tangent off into this, like moving forward. Um, I read it and I'm like at the nest under the shelter of the wings. I'm a baby bird that needs yeah. to be protected you know, from the elements and, and God is protecting me from those things. So my prayer is different 
in that yeah. moment and both are completely okay. That's yeah, so this cool. isn't like an inductive study trying yeah. to find out the original intent that there's a place for that. And like we did that earlier this summer with Psalm 61. Yeah, this is time for to pray. And that's why I love too thinking about the imagery of Psalms and how that can also be helpful against during yeah. our heart with affection for the Lord in prayer and just to help us have something in mind as we are praying that can help keep us focused on that. Good. Yeah, you're not you're not seeking the truth. That's like I never want to say that you're not, right? Because uh-huh. we, we value truth in scripture. But what I'm saying is um you're not seeking the truth in the moment. This is not the, the ultimate purpose. The purpose is to um, respond to the truth that you're seeing in there. In, in essence, we're letting the Spirit lead with His words. Yeah. Can we do uh, one more round? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, verse uh, five. five, right? Mm-hmm. For you, O God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. Prolong the life of the king. May his years endure to all generations. May he be enthroned forever before God. Appoint steadfast love and faithfulness to watch over him. One thing that was helpful, so I read um, that praying the scripture or whatever, praying the Bible by Don Whitney. And one thing that I love in that book that he gave me as a reader permission to not pray every single verse in the psalm. I'm like a perfectionist, very A-type. And so when I'm praying a psalm, I feel like I have to pray every single line of a psalm or else I'm doing it wrong. Mm. And that's not um, what this is intended to be. Like it's very legalistic. Um, and it's like when I read something about prolong the life of the king, personally, I would just kind of skip over that um, because I can't get over the whole king part and we don't have a king. And mm. so like personally, huh. I have to give myself permission to not pray every single oh, line gotcha, yeah. um, and just allow myself to just pray over things that my heart is being led towards. That, yeah. that, that's so interesting. I, I mean, I love that. I cling to phrases like prolong the life of the king because it makes me think about like there's just the beauty of that statement because we have a king who's eternal yeah and so i just love reflecting on that in those statements um but hannah's totally right you you don't have to pray every word every line every verse yeah and i usually just take it you know i try to get creative with it too like Mm -hmm. a challenge to to dive into it you know and, and for us this might be a bit easier this time depending on what psalm study group you were in this summer, because we talked about the Davidic covenant and how these are uh, really close to the actual words of the Davidic covenant. Yeah. And so I might turn that, I might not actually pray any of those words, but I might read verses six and seven and be like, thank you for Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lord, thank you that you brought Jesus into the world. Thank you that you brought him up through uh, Abraham and that I now get to benefit and and be part of the the children of god because of it and it might not actually have anything to do with the words there but it reminds me of jesus yeah yeah and so that i just jump completely to something else and that's okay too yeah for sure sure. even like the phrase where it's like heritage of those who fear your name like fear your name indicates that they're probably a believer because that's a common thing to do and if that makes you think of somebody you know in your life who's a believer and you want to pray for them that's great like you don't have to, I don't know, always reflect on mm-hmm. fearing the Lord and like the quality of the Lord in that it can also give you a springboard to talk about somebody else. Yeah. The Lord and, and back to key words again, maybe you just, maybe there's one word that sticks out to you and you just want to yeah. pray through that. So for me, it's two, like steadfast love and faithfulness. 
Um, so those two words might not have anything else to do with the rest of the verses there, but I'm gonna, I might be praying uh, a prayer of thankfulness that God has shown those, or that somebody around me would see those specific aspects of God. Like, yeah. I pray that this person would see your love and would see your faithfulness, God, and then they would see that you're watching over them. You know, I just keywords applied completely different. Awesome. Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are there any other other last thoughts on um things you'd wanna um tell or let people know? I wanna em- I wanna emphasize what Hannah said. You don't have to pray every verse and that also means you don't have to pray the whole psalm right? yeah. you don't have to complete it either oh for sure yeah you which is really just... hard for us type a people to not complete it but it is okay yeah. it is okay okay we're getting praying just a little bit we won't we're for sure not going to pray through a full psalm but i just wanted to model it um but so we're, we're going to do this i promise you um we have no idea what psalm we're about to pray and we're going to choose it together um so cody pick a number between zero and fifteen could also be equal to those two numbers. Mm, 13. Okay, Hannah, pick a number between 0 and 9. 7. Okay, let's go to... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you chose the hardest psalm. Let's go to Psalm 137. Oh, okay. <laughs> Weren't we just in... We were just in that last week. Oh, Wait, okay. are we about to pray through the imprecatory? The That was an imprecatory psalm. That was my... My thought was to keep it spontaneous. Oh, goodness. Man, man that is a hard one. Which if you, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you missed us talking about uh, all the uh, tragedies yeah. that have been preyed upon God's enemies. And oh, man. I blame Hannah. This is going to be... Okay. This, well, is, and, this and, is what it's for. Yeah. And all scripture is... Useful for yeah. what and teaching and all of that. We're this not probably going to get through it all. I mean, we'll see. I'll leave the door open, but um, I'll just. Here's how it's going to work. I'm gonna I'm gonna read till I'm ready to stop reading. I'll pray, and then we'll just go down. And once each one of us is done, we're if done. you are new to praying the Psalms, maybe don't start with an imprecatory psalm. Yeah. Um, you can for sure. If it seems hard or confusing, just go to another psalm and, and yeah. commit yourself to maybe to study it later. Yeah. But you don't have to just dive into the deep end. <laughs> you know, I for me, if I read this and I hadn't really studied it all, I would just write it down and be like, all right, this is on the study list, but this yes. is not on the prayer list. Yeah, right now. for yeah, sure. If, if, if this would have been any other week we hadn't had last week, I would have said, um, let's change my rules and let's go to a different <laughs> That's one. That's good. Okay. But no, okay. let's interact with it. All Ooh. right. So I'm going to start. Um, just praying through Psalm 137. You want to read the song? Are you going to do that? Well, I was going to read and then I was going to pray over okay. what I read. Take over and read more. Great, and great. More. Love it. So it says, by the waters of Babylon, there we sat down and wept. We remembered Zion. On the willows there we sung our lyres. The Lord is just, thank you for this time. Um, to be- I just think about Zion and what that means. Um, uh, when they were, to the person who wrote this, they would have been thinking about Zion um, and this imagery of weeping and coming before you um, is just uh, it's just a beautiful thing Lord and I just pray for those times um, in life when it's tough and it's hard away um, far from you or struggling that I can just be raw and open before you Lord and be honest with what I'm feeling and be willing to weep um, I know I don't like weeping very often through hard times, um, loss or stuff like that, and just be able to 
find hope in you um, and lean on you. For there are captors required of us songs, and our tormentors mirth saying, sing us one of the songs of Zion. Lord, I think about the times that we face mockery and persecution, the, the times when I might uh, personally be humiliated in a moment. Um, I might be embarrassed of, of the gospel um, simply because of those that uh, mock me and make what I believe seem so silly in the moment, Lord. Uh, one, I pray for strength for myself and for those that might be listening. Um, but, but Lord, I also just, I pray that you constantly remind me that Jesus promised these things would happen, that Jesus promised that I would, I would go through times like this because he went through them. Uh, so I pray for strength, um, and I pray for a memory of what Jesus has said, that, uh, Lord, I would not feel that way, but then when these things are demanded of me or my faith is belittled by others, that I would stand strong, not uh, for my own glory, but for your glory, Lord. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill. Let my tongue stick to the roof of my mouth if I do not remember you, if I do not set Jerusalem above my highest joy. Lord, I know that my heart is so prone to wander, and I'm so quick to forget the way that you have um, worked in my life or that you have moved in the lives of those around me. Lord, I just, I'm sorry for that, for being so quick to forget. Lord, I pray that you will just continue to remind me and solidify um, who you are as our Father and our Creator, who you have given us through Christ, what you have done in my own life through giving me life eternal and just the ways that you have proven to be faithful time and time again. And I, I just think that being so quick to forget, Lord, is just such a dangerous thing. And so I pray for our students um, as they are entering into a new semester soon and wrapping up summer that they would not be quick to forget the things that you have done in their lives this summer through studying the Psalms, through our community groups, through whatever and wherever they've been all summer, Lord, that we would just set our hearts and our eyes on you and that we will continue to call to mind just the ways that you have proven to be faithful and the ways that you continue to move um, in and among us. Amen. Amen. I also just want to point out, we very well could have like paused and re-recorded, but I promise you if we would have done that, we would never have chosen 137 intentionally. It's a hard one. It's Mm -hmm. a hard one. It's a hard one, but it was good. It was good. I loved it. Way easier than it seemed. Yeah. Like knowing what type of psalm it was was a little intimidating, but it was, I mean, it just sort of flowed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because all you have to do is think about what comes to mind. Yep. Good. All right. I think that's going to do it for us today. We got next week is it. It's our Q&A. Um, send in those questions. If you made it all the way to the end of this and you're listening to this, thank you. You're the type of person who I'm sure is going to send in questions. How do they send in questions? They can send in questions through my email that I mentioned earlier in the episode, through the website. You can Great. call the office. You can send it by carrier pigeon if you think it'll get here before we record the episode. Yeah. Right? You could drop off a note on the, at the front door. Yeah, drop off a note on the front door, attach it to a paper, throw it (laughs) on my porch, you know, whatever works for you. Um, But that's going to do it for us today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Guys, we love you. We're praying for you. And we want you to know um, from not only our ministry to you, uh, but certainly to be reminded of by the Lord as well, that you are loved.